Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy that uh, at the end of the day, I'm sitting here. I'm glad it's the NBA playoff season because I need that escape right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy, man. It's yeah, been man. nonstop. I just really started tuning in. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I've been seeing glimpses of it, but tonight was really the first game that I've watched pretty much the majority of. Mm-hmm. Um. But from what I've been gathering from everybody been talking, bro, it's been like that. Like, the whole place. Bro, I mean, I'll say this briefly, bro. It's probably one of the most exciting and competitive first rounds that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. No, I can, I can see that. I can see that. It's been, yeah. it's been there. Uh, I, I, I will say that the, the Lakers not being there, and not even really the Lakers, more so LeBron for me, but. With the Lakers not being there, my interest level wasn't as high as I think it, it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and especially with like the the Hawks being where they at too, it's kind of feel like, yeah, I went like in a hurry to get to it. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah. You know what I mean, so but, I'll tell you this though. Typically, anytime my Lakers are not in it, I lose interest. This is the one year I probably watched tried to watch something dang near every game. Really? Even with the Lakers nowhere near, and I ain't thought about them. Keep it real with you. It's that good. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. All right, that, that's enough. That's all I need to know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but, look, I just got one question. What is the most impactful thing someone has ever said to you? Wow. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to do that's a that's a big wow. The most impactful thing somebody's ever said. You know, it's crazy. It's like a few of a few, a couple. I say a couple things popped into my head. So I I name both of them. The first man. The first had to be second grade, bro. Mm. Second grade, right? And I want to take this moment. Even you asking this question is just like. Let me just get flowers where, where flowers are due. My second, and what other grade did she teach me? Fifth grade? Fifth or sixth? No, it had to be fifth grade. My second and fifth grade teacher. If she is alive and well, um, and if she ever hears this episode, I just want to thank Miss Tina Curtis, Mrs. Tina Curtis, because you know how everybody got that one teacher that like, she was a change agent. Gotcha. Miss T- Mrs. Tina Curtis was a ch- was a change agent in my life. I'm gonna tell you why, bro. Like, she, it, you know, everybody says that the like the you know the standard she believed in me or he believed in me type of thing. Right. And right. yes, that's true, right? But I'm gonna say she didn't take no for an answer from me. Mm-hmm. And here's how. So like we had this like little school musical little random thing going on right like and she randomly selected me 
she said, you're going to sing the solo. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> nope, nope, that's not happening. Right. She was like, yes, you are. She was like, because you can. And, and I believe that you, that you will do an amazing job. Not only did she stop there, she called my parents. Oh, and she said, your son's going to sing the solo. <laughs> so by the time I got home, the conversation had already happened, you know? Wow. Um, wow. And it, was, it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a question. And she was like, no, he's gifted. He's going to sing the solo. Bro, when I tell you, that is the most, that's the one moment that sticks out for me where I felt like somebody empowered me on the stage. And I will, I will honestly say that I will pinpoint that single individual moment as the point where I started my music career. Wow. No, that's brilliant, bro. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm going to name that one. I'll save the next one for later. But that's like cool. when she said, no, you will. Like, See, that, change the game. That makes me, and I, and I, I definitely want to answer the question that I asked you, but that, that also makes me think of just like influential teachers in my life mm -hmm. because I, I had a handful because um, when you said that I immediately thought about my fifth grade teacher Miss um, um, Hazel Wilson mm -hmm. and she was a teacher who the, we had we had a lot of work she was one of those we're gonna do all our work but we're gonna party hard type like she was a legitimate have a good time. Like you can tell outside of school, she used to throw like the parties on the weekend. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. A stern individual when it came to like just doing the work. And, um, you know, I, she, she, she's just, she's one of those. She was my fifth grade teacher, bro. I just remember very vividly of like the work that we had to put in. And she challenged every student in her class, just like, yo, mm -hmm. you want to have a party on Friday? Oh, we got to get through these three books. Like you know, it was just it was stuff. Yeah, like yeah. She used, she really tapped into things that that the kids enjoyed, and and pushed us to, um, you know, do the work before we can enjoy like you know the fruits of our labor, so to speak. Mm. Um, I had another teacher, in um, was the middle school. Outside, of, it was my fifth grade teacher, bro, and then it was, like, high school. So I had, like, Coach White, who I still is my mentor. He's the reason why I even started to even consider anything dealing with marketing. Mm. Uh, Mr. Nelson was our uh, mass media teacher. He's the reason why I deal with, like, multimedia to this day. I, I mean, just mm -hmm. thinking about, like, bro, in ninth grade editing video. Like, legit editing video on. Yeah, uh, that's. Casablanca priceless like you know what I mean like it's priceless yeah you know, on videotape we put the videotape in bro and like it would take us we I mean the pro we would work on a project all year you know what I mean just to edit but, but like all of those things would, would learn in his class uh even just entrepreneurship mm -hmm. like uh Mr. Nelson man, he had like his own store at mm -hmm. school selling like candy and chili dogs and all of this stuff and he even had a um he he passed away actually, but he had a um, you know the invitations for um, mm -hmm. students. So like when students wanted to do their graduation invitations, he would just press them up for free. But he had his own press company and all of that. So it was just showing us how to do all of those things, man. Um, yeah, 
and Mrs. Tolliver, bro. Like she was my either eleventh or twelfth grade literature teacher. Mm-hmm. Man, when I tell you, we literally went through every page of our literature book, like every single every. page from like the <laughs> the preface to, 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 to transcendentalism. Bro, that's like that's one term. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She was was adamant about just diction and making sure that we knew how to enunciate things and just talk. And, you know, she didn't take any prisoners when it came to literature, you know, and just think about, you know, how important that was as a kid, even though, you know, we probably didn't think about it being important. But um, those are, you just made me think about those teachers. They were like super, super important in my life. Oh, sidebar, dog. You know, teachers. They, I mean, a, it, it, everybody. I think it's a, it's an unspoken truth. Like they don't get paid enough, bro. It, it's because the first of all, the stuff that they put up with out of children of all types and personalities on a daily basis is just like it takes a special person. Mm-hmm. But, bro, there's endless impact that good teachers, I'll say, that that, that teachers that are committed, you know, um, that they make, man. So. You know, honestly, bro, I would love to like reach back. There are probably like four or five teachers in my lifetime that like I would love to reach back and just give flowers to. You know, I, I don't know what kind of, I don't know how to go about that. You know, I don't know where I would find some of them. And I wonder if some of them are still alive and well. But, mm-hmm. you know, there have been a few, man, a few that have just made, you know, a really great impact in my life. But, I just remember that being one of the most important things she said. And honestly, another one that sticks out, man, was, and I think I've probably shared this on a, on a podcast before, but, um, you know, it, it was at a point where my wife and I were in our early dating phase and, you know, things were getting more serious. And, you know, I guess we were just kind of in conversation about, you know, why were we with each other, you know, type of thing. And she, her answer to that, or or whatever question I posed was, she said, I see God in you, you know? And and for me, like, that was so monumental. And, you know, from time to time, I I think back about that and I wonder like, man, why did that, why did that do so much for me? And I think that was like, at the time, and probably most of my life, that was like one thing that I wanted, like, I really wanted people to see, you know, like, like, I haven't spent a lot of my life being about me in a sense, you know, like it is because I've understood purpose from a very young age. And I understood that like this whole living experience, um, as much as I want to, if as much energy as I can put into making it about me, like at the end of the day, it ain't about me. Right. You know, it, it's, it's my life is here to be a vessel, to be a purpose driven person. And at the end of the day to give God glory, like, you know, whatever I do at the end of the day is going to be a reflection of, of what I've been created to do. And I understood that very early, thanks to my parents, thanks to some of the other spiritual leaders in my life. So for her to say that, like, that was like a, a game changer in our relationship, I think. And it, it just kind of added that extra layer of trust and purpose to who we were becoming, um, obviously worked out, right? Like, you know, we're about 10 years in now, you know, with four hey, kids. And so, time is moving. you know, moving bro moving but that was a monumental point for for me another monumental point you know i i think of so to answer my original question i went on this tangent about teachers <laughs> um i have two 
and one is very recent and the other is one that was um now that I'm older I realize it was it was a lesson that that I um something that you know my dad used to tell me all the time and that I didn't I I didn't not saying that I didn't pay attention to it because of course it stuck with me mm-hmm. but you know I the the meaning of it I took it almost literal you know and now that I'm older I started to look at it completely different and so the 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 saying that he would say is um utilize your steps right mm. and for me wow he used to say this all the time when like my dad was a a painter like we, he did residential and commercial painting and so whenever i would go to work with him say like i um he he might tell me to go and get get a bucket mm-hmm. and i'll go and get the bucket and leave the paintbrush and so when mm-hmm. I come back, I have to, he was like, where's the paintbrush? I was like, oh, it's over there. It was like, oh, you know, go and get, go and get the paintbrush. And it was just like, man, hey, man, utilize your steps. Uh, and, you know, I took it literal at the time. just like, oh, man, like he wanted me to get everything I needed at one everything. time and bring it back with me, right? Like, don't go all this back and forth and all of this. It's like, hey, but now as I'm older, as a man, I look at that as different. It's just like, yo, man, like have intention in everything that you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, man. Right, like mm. plan, and and yeah. so many things that layers to that to that saying, um, that that for me is super important, bro. And it's just like, yo, it's amazing something that somebody can tell you, and it sticks with you, right? Like mm. our our homie Chris not on right now, but like, bro, I can tell you right now. We both can say it at the same time. Show your love. Like, we know what Show you love. Mean, you know what I'm saying? And 120%. That Chris Dad used to say all the time, bro. And you know that it was impactful because we are not affiliated with Chris Dad at all. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, we all, but all of us know it. All of us know it, bro. And, like, for yeah. all of us to know it, that just shows you the importance of, like, your word, right? Um, yeah. The other one, bro, is something that I, I called my grandmother on her 88th birthday, and we were just talking. And like, bro, you, I mean, you know how it is when you when your grandparents or when you're talking with older people, they just lived a lot of life. And like, my grandmother was so full when she was having a conversation with me, and like, you know, the tears and everything rolling, and she just like, I ain't gonna preach to you. And then she just went to talk. You know how that goes. And so we right. talked about everything. And this was all me just calling to tell her happy birthday. <laughs> like, I'm just trying yeah. to call and wish her happy birthday. So, like, we just having a conversation about everything, bro. Like, everything up under the sun. And just, like, mid-conversation, she was just saying, like, you know, if, um, you know what? Live the way you want to live. And, you know, if it ain't right, don't worry about it. God will fix it. And I'm just like... <laughs> And I, oh, that's when the grandmama drops, though. Like you, like bro, only a grandmama can say something like that. But it was it was so perfect, though, because like I'm super transparent with everything with my grandma. Like I talked to her, you know. It was I was afraid of her as a young person because she's always had God in her. And so you mm-hmm. know when when someone is so God like, you know, you used to have that fear. Of like, oh man, I want to make sure I don't do this or do that. You know what I'm saying? But the older that mm-hmm. I got in, and strong in my relationship with God, I realized that like, yo, my grandmother was never perfect. Mm-hmm. That was me thinking that my grandmother was perfect. And so now that we're older, we get to have conversations. She was just talking about, 
my granddad and she, and she said something. She was like, yeah, he was like, hey, Red. I was like, grandma, hold on. Granddad used to call you Red? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Red. <laughs> it was just funny that, like, yeah. that, that innocence in my grandmother, like, just talking about, you know, her, her late husband. It was just like, yeah. it took her back to a moment. Like, her husband died when my dad was, like, six or seven. Like, so mm-hmm. we talking about years but she still remembered those conversations you know what i'm saying it's just like man it was so like just wow having that that that, that type of talk with my grandma man dude it's something about the, that generation bro like there's so much wisdom uh, that oozed like oozed out of it just and, and low-key is subtle like it just oozes out of like so my grandma like you just you you got us hey we just gonna go to dyke bro like it's so many things that we can just just reminisce on but like my grandma, bro, she used to tell me and my cousin Erica, shout out to Erica, she's in Portland right now, doing her thing. Um, she's a chef, got her food truck, is blowing up. You know, I just had a shout shout low to my cousin. Um, but man, my grandma used to tell us when we would come up and stay in the summers, she would, her and her, uh, my granddad would make like, you know, these big dinners and salmon croquettes, bro. And they would always tell us like, get all you want, but eat all you get. <laughs> get all you want but eat all you get you know and it's it's a simple practical thing right like right. it's just like like you're not gonna waste this food but low-key bro as i got older that resounded man it's just like man like for one like i'm giving you everything that i have right now is yours mm-hmm. like i'm like the whole sole purpose of me being in this kitchen right now is, is to care for my family Right. Get all you want, but you better appreciate this moment. Like, take it in. Like, don't take this for granted. This is love. So whatever, like, whatever you put your eyes on, you better know before you get it that you're going to be able to actually use it and use it wisely. Don't just waste this, you know, because this could be for someone else. Like, and you know, the older you get, you just start taking so many more messages from it because you know that's like really... Yeah. what they're trying to teach you bro but it's the simplest things that grandmamas will say man and they'll just they they live they live forever it is beauty man and, and i'll i'll say for me personally it's one of those things that you really look forward to i mean you start really realizing what life really about the older you get like honestly true like these and, and you know I, I told you offline like before we started recording but i went to making to help my mom like get rid of some stuff in the house to kind of clean some things up do some spring cleaning um, yeah so to speak but like man i was just seeing it was so much stuff bro and i'm just like man we gotta do a better job of just purging even if we only even if we only purge like once a year because it's so mm-hmm. much stuff man we just hold on to so much we hold yeah. on to so much and it's like fam a lot of that stuff means it means nothing like ultimately it means nothing it, it, it's a representation of what you bought if we really want to keep it for mm-hmm. like it's just a yeah. representation of how much money you spent <laughs> at the end of the day and, and of course there are some sentimental things i don't want people to hear this and, and don't think that i'm i'm um i don't want to be insensitive that there are some sentimental things that you know I, I couldn't get, get rid of, you know what I mean? Like there's some things that just mean way too much to me to get rid of. But, you know, yeah. when it comes to like 
clothes and, and, and stuff like that, man, like you can easily be a blessing to somebody else. Um, but you know, you just, I, I, I mean, I think about my closet, bro. Like I got t-shirts that I know I'm probably never going to wear again. And it's just like, even though I do a, a good job because my wife is always on me about doing it, you know, getting rid of stuff, you know, the other part of it is the older you get, you realize how much stuff you truly get from your parents. Yeah. I was like, no. I'm looking yeah. at you and I'm like, oh, okay. This is where I get the, when I have stuff that I don't want to let go of come from. Like, it, I'm, I'm watching it right here. Like, this is my mom. Like, this is what she does. So it's like, yeah. you find out very quickly, bro, that, and of course, therapy shows you this as well, but it's different. Somebody else telling you versus you actually seeing it yourself and realizing like, yo, <laughs> this is what I want. <laughs> Bro, like, and I'm sorry, I know I'm, I'm talking a lot, but I looked, here? I looked at my wife in that moment. I was just like, yo, I appreciate you so much. Because, like, <laughs> it's just the things that I've become, like, as a man who's been married now for going on 10 years, There, my wife has set up our life a certain way to that. I can't, I can't deviate from that, bro. Like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no, it's certain things yeah. I just can't deal with. And, and yeah. that's, you know, that... Might be some first world stuff, bro, but like, perfect example, last night trying to sleep, the alarm, you know how the the, the alarm tester. Smoke alarm. Yeah. And I was like, yo, mom, like, you got some, um, you got a nine volt battery? She was like, oh, no, I don't think, like, no, we don't, we don't have any. And I'm like, if I was at my house, all I do is just go down to the box and say batteries, and then there's a nine volt battery there. It's just like, right. you have to think about that. My wife is just, that's how she's wired to just, she's preventative. Oh, we're going to yeah. your stuff. And it's just like, yo, bro, this is, I can't deal with this. <laughs> my wife will spoil me. You know, went to another level. <laughs> no, my wife will spoil me, bro. It's just like, yo, this is, oh, man. But yeah. That's funny. You talking about like, you know, the, the physical adjustments or like the impact, physical impact that like our parents have made, but bro. I'm becoming my father, like little by little mm -hmm. <laughs> from, from my voice to the way that I joke with my kids. Like, man, it's honestly, bro, it's times that like, I remember my dad even like flirting with my mom in the kitchen or something like that, yeah. bro. I might mess around and do something with my wife. And then like, I feel like I have just like my body, I've just had an outer body experience. <laughs> <laughs> and literally did the same exact little old school move mm -hmm. to my wife or something. And I'm just like, dang, am I getting old? Like, what is happening? Life. Like, life, man. Like, it's just, it's crazy how little things become embedded in who you become, you know, or who you are. Um, and just like all those little moments, man, like coming up, growing up, the things your parents said, the things your, your, your friends said, like all that stuff shapes you, you know, it's just little by little. I mean, I even think about the experiences, you know, we had, you know, we talk about it all the time on the podcast, we get that opportunity, but man, all those moments that, you know, we had at, at Georgia State in college, after college, mm -hmm. you know, those things shaped us, shaped, shaped the men that we, that we became, the fathers that we are, the husbands that we are, you know, one thing my dad, always said he said he said a few times in my younger life that always stuck with me he said know thyself mm. know thyself and for me 
that was always something I returned to um, in moments where I where I was confused, like like moments where I would have to pause and really reflect and ask myself, like, is what I'm involved in, what I'm doing, the people I'm around, the decisions that I'm having to make right now, do they reflect at the core who I know myself to be? Mm. And that's like a yes or no question. Like, like ain't no in between, you know, it's like, is this really me yeah. or am I, or am I, am I a cap right now? Am I trying to, trying to project something, trying to be something that I'm not and know thyself, like at the end of the day, know who you are and stick to that joint. Yeah. Like be confident, trust it. That's who you are. Don't deviate. Man. That's that's power, bro. Like knowing who you are, like really knowing who you are. That's that's so much power. I think it'll, it'll save you a world of trouble too if you just know who you are. You know, hundred percent, and not trying to, you know, go with the crowd, so to speak. And you know, I know we mentioned school earlier, bro, and how it's so easy to go with the crowd. You know, as a youth, um, yeah, and you know, just trying to find that 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 come when you come when you f- really figure out who you are bro you can look back on those moments and like bro i was tripping like it was mm. it didn't even and, and you look back on it, it didn't even feel real and you you really have to appreciate the people that were in your life who kind of let you know that that wasn't you you know mm-hmm. and and you almost need to go back and just like thank those people because you easily could have went down the wrong path bro it was so i look back at stuff me me in middle school bro is like you have people that 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 were around me in middle school, who always who also was around me in high school, and can see the difference in who I who I became, versus mm-hmm. the people that only saw me in middle school and didn't get an opportunity to see me in high school, and also the people who didn't know me pre high school. Like Corey knew me in high school, he didn't know about this whole like gang life that I had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, but if you look at my homeboy like Chris and Courtney, they saw all of this. So it was. A complete transformation where you leave things alone right and, and but it's just it's it's amazing that my life could have easily went somewhere else if i just would have stuck around trying to be a gang member like and at the time bro i'm like i'm not a gang member i'm a smart kid i'm just like in a school full of a ga- full of games and it's just like yo pick one and like <laughs> you know my school is yeah so i you know you kind of gravitate toward what you're around but not a you know nothing about me says gang member you know what i'm saying but it's a part of your life that you go through and it's a part of your story when you tell people about it like bro you was in a gang i'm like yeah but you know it ain't nothing that i I walk around and glorify and talk about all the time right so those those pivotal moments man like it's just crazy how that stuff bro our lives can go in in so many directions and something some honestly it's god bro like it's it's literally yeah God directing the steps, God's plan, like, like putting a wall up so you don't take the left mm. when you, when everything in you was like, I'm going left right now, or, you know, just completely adjusting the situation before you when you didn't even plan for it. Cause man, when I tell you, bro, I don't even know how, like, I, <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even know how, bro. Like, I don't know how I'm sitting right here today, as blessed as I am, knowing I don't deserve any of this. 
knowing some of the decisions and steps that I've taken or could have made or wanted to make and half the time probably didn't even like get to, you know? Yeah. God's, God's plan. God's plan. Cue the Drake up. <laughs> Period. Period. Like God's plan, bro. It It's. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. We talked, you know, we, we started this off saying like, what's the most impactful thing somebody said to you? Mm-hmm. And this might be like a shift to the towards the negative, but like, what's the worst thing somebody ever said to you? Might bring back some bad memories. Now I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You good? You good? What's the worst thing somebody ever told me? Uh, <laughs> one of them is just like, man, Bitcoin is a is a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Wish I would have not man. them. Um, that part, yeah. That that I try to think. What's bad? That that was that's definitely one because those words were said verbatim, and I was just like not having the knowledge on that. I was just like, man, you're probably right. Dang. I think at the time, Bitcoin was probably like maybe five hundred dollars or something like that. I mean, it was still wow. the price. It still was yeah. the price that like I wasn't gonna go out and like buy. Five hundred dollars, but the fact that I knew I could have bought one Bitcoin for five hundred dollars, and now would have been up. Like you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the worst thing somebody told me? I mean, it's cliche, bro, but I've definitely had, you know, I had a teacher. I'm not even gonna give her the. It's always a teacher. Yeah, I'm not even gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, uh, because to be fair. That was a time of my life when I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. Um, and so maybe it helped helped out. Okay. But she told me, she was like, man, you ain't going to amount to be nothing. And I laughed at it because I always, like, no matter how bad that I've, I've – and trust me, bro, when I say I was bad, I wasn't bad. It was just – I just yeah. had a mouth on me. You know, so it wasn't like yeah. doing nothing crazy. I was just – But you felt that. Yeah. Oh, no, I felt it 100%. But like through all of that, like through all of those different times and points in my life, bro, like I've always knew I was going to be somebody. Like I've never had the feeling of lack. Like I always knew that, like, man, I knew at a very early age that I got to get out of my hometown. I know that I, I, I got to travel the world. I know that I'm like, people, I have a voice that people are going to, like those things, it was kind of, I always knew. Like it, it yeah. wasn't even on the, oh man, I got to be a celebrity. It was just like, I know that I'm going to be somebody that people know and listen to. Like, I've always had that that with me. And so even when when um, this teacher said it, I was just like, I, I laughed in her face. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like, yeah, you obviously don't know what you're talking Like, very sarcastic. Bro. You know, the seventh grader that I probably, I mean, I was wrong in, in the grand scheme of just order, you know, but I was like... Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Trying to be tough, but it, it hurt me though. It really did hurt. Yeah. Me. Like on some like, yeah, she she don't think I'm gonna be nothing. Like, like who does she think she is? You know, I had, had all. I probably cussed her out. I'm sure I cussed her out like on my own yeah. time or whatever. But yeah, that was that was jacked up for her to tell tell me that. And I don't, you know something, bro? I don't think I've ever shared that with anybody. I've never said that to anybody. I asked you that because I when I tell you that's why I said it's always a teacher like. 
Bro, when I tell you, I had pretty much almost verbatim a very similar experience. And that was that would have been my answer to that same question. It was an eighth grade teacher, man, and math teacher. And he, we were just having like some random conversation in the classroom. I guess he was asking us, he was trying to, you know, do the whole inspire conversation. He's asking all the students in the room at the moment, like, what do you want to be? And, you know, in my eighth grade brain, my mind was, I mean, if I want to be something, I want to be an NBA player, you know? And as soon as that came out of my lips, like, I think it was more than the words, bro. Like it was, it was really the response, the full facial expression, the body language Yeah. where he, his countenance almost said, and then he like, he said, you will never make it into the NBA. <laughs> Excuse me? He got he got cut from his uh, middle school team, bro. I know that's what's going on. I know how that goes. Had to, you know. And granted, like you know, let me just paint paint the real visual. You know, this is me being one of nine black kids in in the entire middle school, and obviously a white teacher, white male teacher at that, um, who, you know, definitely had a undertone of you know probably a harsh racist type of vibe to itself. So that made it even worse. But it it wasn't necessarily the statement of you will never make it to the NBA because let's face it, bro. I was never going to make it to the NBA. Like I yeah, like, I I, let's be very clear. A hundred percent nowhere near talented enough to make it to the NBA. It's the fact that he had the audacity to tell me that mm-hmm. as opposed to like, like I took offense to the, to the, to the reality that he did not use the moment to uplift me. He used yeah. it to tear me down. Right, right. And right. and like for me, like that has always been in my brain, bro. Cause I feel like that was a point where I was just like, bro, you're not gonna tell me what I can't become. Facts. Like you ain't about like you're not gonna look me in the eye. And I literally debated him in that room. Like, like in this place, like I don't care who you are, you're not gonna tell me I can't do it. Yeah. You know. A lot of people, a lot of a lot of us, have, I'm sure, had that type of experience with somebody where it just charged us up. You know, I'll never forget that. So I'll I'll share a very personal story, um, and I'll share it. I don't think you have a problem with sharing it. I just won't tell you who it was. Somebody very close to me told oh. me that. When they were in elementary school, no, excuse me, not elementary school, in high school, a counselor said, like, you're not college material. Mm. And it stuck with this person. And they they didn't struggle to get out of high school. But after that statement was made, they didn't really sort of care about high school, mm. let alone anything that came after high school. Um, I had a conversation with this person. And, you know, I was just like, tell him like, you know, yo, what's your deal? Like, what's going on? Just like, no, uh, college ain't for me. Yeah. And this person would repeat that statement verbatim over and over and over and mm-hmm. over to the point to where mm-hmm. I think this person truly believed that. 
that it wasn't for them. And don't get me wrong, bro. Like we we locally <coughs> said, like yo, we got to start telling these kids, like it ain't right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's money been lying to them the whole time. Been lying to them the whole time. There's money out yeah. here, so I, I'm definitely not trying to tell people like yo, you got to go to college. I think that if you, you should seek the um, certain fields to go to college. Uh, but there are so many other levels out here and things that you can do to get paid, especially in America. So, 100%. you know, that that's that's my spiel there. But I sell that to say those words were so powerful from that counselor that this person really believed it. And mm. while it didn't, I don't think it, I think it altered their path. I don't think it. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I don't think it fully changed their path because they're still doing some things and, um, but I think it altered some things that they could have been doing and could um, could make some di- could have made some different moves to to the point where there's some stagnant, you know, what's is stagnation or they they become stagnant because mm-hmm. of that. Those words basically those words didn't prevent them from going to college. Those words kind of made them say like, I don't really know what I want to do. Mm. But they kind of felt like they were in limbo for a while because I really don't have any identity in when it comes to career. Yeah. Because I'm not college material. And you know what I mean? So I said all that to say, man, like you really have to be careful as a guidance counselor, as a teacher, as a brother, as a sister, as a, a parent, how you treat the people around you especially kids man because while we have understanding we're, we're 30 to going going on 40 year olds we have mm-hmm. a better understanding of who we are and you know our brain has formed in a way that we can decipher what's good and what's bad that somebody gives us right. part but man when you in that 12 to to 16 fam a lot of that stuff you just don't know and, and somebody can tell you something and you really can believe it because just think of how we looked up to those people at that age, bro. Like, yeah. to us, they were just like, yo, like, man, you do what? You do this? And the older you get, you realize, like, they were just regular people. Honestly, they were regular people. Yeah, yeah. When you're 12 and 13 and 14, bro, they can say something that you hold on as truth. <laughs> and it can stick with you for a lifetime. So, you know, you have to be, you really have to be careful what you say um, to our youth, man, because we can... Mm literally altered their entire life man that's so heavy bro um here, here's the here's the real truth and we've 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 said this before and, and it's been said in so many different environments but it, it holds so true hurt people hurt people 100 percent. hurt people hurt people man it's it's a natural it's just it's an outcry and let's face it for every listener that's hearing this right now like all of us in some way shape or form have been hurt by somebody that is like altered who we are in the moment or even for the long term right don't allow that to pour out of you into somebody else Mm. like like some of that hurt is hard to face it's hard to acknowledge admit to yourself um you know and a lot of that depends on how it was delivered to you how you were hurt you know what what type of effects came from that some of it's extreme 
some of it was the simplest little statement from a teacher or a cousin or, or just, you know, jokes on social media, whatever, bro. But like, like you have power over that. Like you don't have to pass that on, you know, like you don't have to allow what is ailing you to destroy somebody else. Like affirmation changes people's lives, man. And, you know, we talked about it. We started this conversation out talking about some of the best things that somebody's ever said to us because those little bitty statements, like literally shifted the course of our life. Right. Right. The same goes with hurtful statements. They can like change your life. They're yeah. that powerful. Words are powerful. Um, it, like when the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue, bro, like that is factual. Actual. That joint can destroy ideas, destroy marriages, destroy relationships, destroy businesses. It can destroy the world, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so like, like your tongue, man, that's a weapon. Like wh whatever comes out of your mouth is a weapon. And some people wield it very well, but like, you got to decide who you are and what you're going to do with it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. This was a great conversation tonight, man. Great yeah. conversation. And uh, <clears throat> hopefully y'all took something away from it. Um, we we want to have, we want to continue to have these conversations. And one of those things that, that we are doing on our Patreon is, is we're, we're trying to go a little bit more in depth and things and, and we're having fun and we'll be a little more laid back. Um, yeah. And we also opened the forum for topics like this topic here. Flick came from one of our uh, Patreon members, man. They were just sending like, yo, these affirmations from uh, it was like ABC affirmations for, for your kids. Right. Yeah. And it just got us to talking like, yo, like, man, just think about the words that people say to us. You know what I mean? So uh, if you really want to be involved in, in, in the podcast and, and really help us, you know, deliver this message make sure y'all subscribe to our patreon like i said we have additional content there and we're, we're more one-on-one -on -one with our patrons and, and try to have better conversations um more well not better just more in-depth conversations with their um on, on that side there so um hit the link in our bio go there and um you know select the tier that's that's for you um and, and help support we um our ask a black man segment what we got Let's see. Hmm. What is one thing you would change about yourself if you could? Hmm. Oh, uh, shoot. I'm, I kind of would love to have that, that body I had when I got married back. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> now, granted, now, granted, now, granted. Um, ironically, the scenario around that, my wife and I had, like, four or five different reasons from family sicknesses to our own desires for our marriage. Like we spent that whole year leading up to our marriage is like going in and out of fasting. And we both probably lost, well, I know I lost I probably at least 20 pounds. Like, so granted I was, I was thin and I'm looking back at pictures. Like, I don't know how y'all, how y'all let me do that though. Like somebody should have told me I look sick. Like, like, <laughs> that I was, was going to say what's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I only notice it whenever I look at the picture of all seven of us from my wedding. I was like, yeah. Mo was thin, bro. Like thin, bro, bro. I was, I was thin. And granted, I wasn't like you know a toothpick because at the same time, while I was fasting and losing weight, I was working out. I had some intense workouts, so I was chiseled. You know, 
I would take that body chiseled as it was, maybe with another 10 to 15 pounds on it. I'd do that. But, you know, it, it takes work, man. I need some motivation right now. So I ain't kind of got all that motivation. Bro, uh, I mean, I think that's 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 the one thing I would definitely change, man. Just like having a a very disciplined mind when it comes to just uh, working out and I don't know. I I was one of those saying I'm in the um what do you call it? I pro I well I you know probably I've struggled with weight my probably since high school. Mm-hmm. But the crazy it's it's just I, I don't me and, and weight is funny because it's like I'm not sloppy and I'm not like and I've always been athletic so I can always do things. I've never been in a position where I can't move you know what i mean so i don't i've never felt unhealthy so to speak uh but yeah that's that's probably like the one thing if i could just figure that out consistency all across the board that's where i would try to go toward it's like yo just do this i think i'm i I just need a trainer bro i need a trainer and somebody just like get the meals that i need to eat every day Oh, did we, uh, I think Mo froze up. We might have lost Mo. So, look, um, yeah, I think we did lose Mo. So, it's cool. What we'll do, um, that's the end of this episode. Make sure y'all go ahead and go over to our Patreon. We're going to go over there and continue the conversation on the other side. We'll see y'all over there. The Black Men Think Podcast.